Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is, when will the Ten Commandments be revealed? And I think I've got some amazing information for you today. First of all, before we get into that exact thing, let me back up and give you a little background. Perhaps you've heard about the Georgia Guidestones. Now, I do not think that they will be the secular Ten Commandments, but it is a picture of what the devil is currently thinking. So let's look at them. There are these giant megalith things out in the middle of a Georgia cornfield, and they are made of granite. They were actually erected in 1980 in Albert County, Georgia. These 10 guidelines inscribed in eight modern languages and a shorter message at the top in four ancient languages. They're about 90 miles east of Atlanta. One slab stands in the center with four arranged around it. A capstone lies on top of the five slabs, which are astronomically aligned. Now, this is what they look like, and this guy standing here to take a picture gives you an idea. They are megaliths. They're huge. But what is written on them is even more scary. This is what they look like when you get a little closer. And when you get a little closer, this is what they look like. It says, and we're going to go ahead and go to the text of it. It says, maintain humanity under 500,000. Okay, well, there's about 7 billion people on the planet. So what they're saying is they're setting a goal that they want to kill or eliminate some 11 or 12 or 11 people out of ever 12 in that kind of a ballpark. In other words, essentially what they're saying is anybody that is not a Moloch and ball worshiper, they want to kill them. They want to do away with them. That's really what they're saying. Maintain humanity under 500,000 in perpetual balance with nature. Okay, they don't care about the world. They don't care about nature. This is only making it sound good so people will go along with it. Two. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Okay, they don't care that there's too many people on the earth. They just want to be the only ones left. They want to eliminate everyone but them. This is this is what the Moloch and Baal worshippers want. They believe in killing people, eating people, sex with children. They usually the guys behind drug cartels, evil that we can't even understand. Anyway, if you look again at number two, improving fitness, they don't care about that we have a fit body, and diversity. And the way we would say that is they want to divide and conquer. That's what we're seeing happening in America right now. Point three, unite humanity with a new living language. Again, they basically want their language to be the only language because they're the only ones left alive. Point four, rule passion faith, tradition, and all things within tempered reasons. Or what they're really trying to say is they want to control everything, especially faith. Five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. In other words, if this is God's laws or God's courts, they aren't just. They want to rule everything and eliminate anybody that is not a ball worshiper. Six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Not only do they want to have world courts, but they want to have a world religion, a world currency system, with their man, the Antichrist, the beast, setting on the Ark of the Covenant, ruling everything. 
which is really Lucifer. Seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. In other words, let's get rid of all of the other nations, the nation states, the nation's laws. Let's get rid of all of these useless officials so that one man rules it all. See where they're going with this? Eight, balance personal rights with social duties. No, no, no. What they're really saying is get rid of all social rights, all of our rights, so that all of the sheeple are eliminated and what is not eliminated reports to them. That's their goal. Number nine, prize truth. (laughs) Does the devil prize truth? Yeah, his truth, not God's truth. Beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. In other words, they want us all to worship the beast. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on the right hand or in the forehead, and that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name, whosoever. So they want total controls, what they're saying. Ten, be not a cancer on the earth. In other words, if you are a Christian, or if you're anybody but a Moloch and Baal worshiper, you are a cancer. You're a cancer on the earth. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Well, what is the whole environmental movement uh, saying that the solar uh, caps are, the, so the, 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 the Antarctic caps are melting, that the world is getting warmer? All of this is an excuse so that when the sun goes dark, the moon gives or stops giving your light. All of these things they are going to say, well, all of this is due to all of these judgments. This is really due to there's too many people on the earth. We've got to kill people. See, that is their goal. And if you understand that, then you're light years ahead of most people. Now, let's go on. So here's the real Ten Commandments. And by the way, this is not the real picture of them. And as a matter of fact, there's several things wrong with those, which we'll discuss in a second. Ron Wyatt told me, me and Leslie, <clears throat> in 1991, we, when we were on the uh, two-week tour where he took us to see Noah's Ark, the crossing side of the Red Sea, Jesus' real tomb, and all kinds of amazing archaeological discoveries, he told me and Leslie that when he found the Ark of the Covenant, the only thing he found inside was just the two sets of Ten Commandments. And he said they were red granite, and he said if you were to take a warm dish of butter, and then just take your finger and just sign your name as if you were just signing a check. That's what it looks like. And he said, nothing on this earth will be able to recreate what the Ten Commandments look like. And he said he believed that there would be a time when anyone and everyone on earth can get a copy of the Ten Commandments if they want to. Red granite, and he said you could see where the finger had literally written, just like the Bible says, which we'll cover in a second, literally written with the finger of God out the Ten Commandments. And I said, well, what do you mean? You could tell it was written with the finger of God. He said, well, if you were writing in that soft butter with your finger, as it goes up, it makes an up curve, and then it goes down to make a T or an L. He said, there's a little ridge there where your finger stops and goes down. He said, then when it makes from the, a downstroke and it turns to an upstroke, there would be a little ridge there. 
or if you crossed a T or you dotted an I, you could see, you could actually feel the ridges. You could feel the finger press. He said nothing on this earth could create those Ten Commandments. Now, how thick were they? Well, from you, the picture here, these look to be like probably four to six inches thick. Well, <clears throat> the Ark of the Covenant is about two foot by three foot. <clears throat> and if these Ten Commandments fit down in there fairly close, try to imagine Moses carrying two, two foot by three foot chunks of granite anywhere from four to six inches thick. And he's carrying those down from the top of Mount Sinai. And when we talked to Jim and Penny Caldwell, we spent a whole weekend in their home. These were the people that really discovered the real Mount Sinai. And uh, when we were there, they said they climbed up on Mount Sinai. They said it took them three days. And she said it was arduous. I remember she used that word. And I said, <clears throat> what do you mean, arduous? She says, well, you know, we had to have our backpacks with us because we had to carry all of our own food and water all for three days. We had to go up and then climb back down another three days down. She said that what we had to do was many of the times, she says, we we're climbing up rocks and we would have to push our backpack up as high as we could and then kind of throw it up. And then I would stand on Jim's shoulders and I would get up there and then he would reach, reach, I would reach down, he would reach up and I would help him then up. And she says it was like that for three days. That's what took us three days to get up there. It was arduous. It was extremely exerting. And because also it's getting to be a high altitude after a while. She said, I mean, like every five, 10 minutes, they'd have to sit down and just get a breather. It was exhausting. Now, try to imagine Moses coming down from Mount Sinai, tarrying, carrying two two-foot by three-foot ballpark, red granite, uh, Ten Commandments, four to six inches thick, even two to three inches thick. Nah, didn't happen. Probably they were in the ballpark of one inch thick, and probably they weren't even two foot by three foot. They were smaller. But they were made of red granite, and he said nothing could replicate what was there. He said, when I was in the Ark of the Covenant chamber, where the Ark was, he said an angel came into the, the, the chamber, and I believe him. <clears throat> and he said, God is going to bless you so much for the work that you're doing. And he turned to him and he said, when the beast or when the Antichrist comes out with his Ten Commandments of man, then God will reveal the Ark of the Covenant and the real commandments. Well, that fits with what I was told. As I told you, August the 8th of 2015, Saturday night, Lord, I don't have anything to say for the sermon tomorrow morning, what he wants to say. And sitting in this chair, looking at this monitor, I heard... This is the time of miracles. And then he downloaded in my heart, as the judgment hits, so will my miracles. Miracles like no one has ever seen going all the way back to Adam and Eve. You tell them, I will never leave them nor forsake them. I'm going to meet the devil inch for inch, step for step, pound for pound, everything he does, I'm going to meet him. This is meeting the devil. So the devil comes out with his worldly, his secular, the, the beast Ten Commandments, God will then reveal the Ark of the Covenant. 
He said they'll have video footage where you actually go down into the chamber. You'll be able to see cut out, cut out, cut out for the cross holes where the crosses were dropped into the cross holes. <clears throat> You'll be able to see a a crack to the left side of the cross hole. You'll be able to see the blood coming down. Be able to see the stone box that the Ark of the Covenant was in. You'll be able to see where the, the lid was cracked, allowing the blood to drop, drip through down onto the top of the Ark of the Covenant. And I said, well, how was the Ark? Of the, well, what, tell me about the blood on the Ark of the Covenant. He says, well, I'll tell you this. He says, it was different than all other human blood on earth. And I said, how was it different? He said, because it only had one set of chromosomes. Now, I'll skip the rest of that story. There's a lot more to it because we'll get off our subject today. We're trying to explain when the Ten Commandments will come out. So probably in the middle of the tribulation, in that kind of a ballpark, when the beast or the Antichrist sits on the Ark of the Covenant and proclaims himself God, probably then about then, he's going to come out with the secular or his or the beast Ten Commandments or man's Ten Commandments, and then God will reveal the Ark of the Covenant and the real Ten Commandments. Now let's go on. As I said, this is not what they look like. And you may be saying, well, what's wrong with them? Well, it's not gray granite. It was red granite. Also, it's not printed on there. It's written literally with the finger of God. Also, it's not written, of course, in English. And it's written on both sides. Here, I'll show you. Let's go back to the scriptures and look and see what the scriptures actually say concerning it. Exodus thirty one eighteen, And he gave Moses, when he had made the end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai, two tables of testimony, tables of stone, written with the finger of God, just like Ron told me. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods, which shall go before us. Now, notice it's a little g, gods. They didn't say one God, gods, make us gods, which shall go before us. Why do they say go before us? What they're saying is so that when we go, we will vanquish our enemies. Go before us, I believe, also means that we will be blessed. We want gods that will bless us specifically, give us lots of money and power because that's the devil. That's what the devil wants. That's pretty much all he wants, along with the death and destruction of everything God which would go before us. For as the Moses, the man brought us up out of this land, out of Egypt, we know what what has become of him. Where is he? And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings, which are in the ears of your wives, sons, and daughters, and bring them unto me. And all the people break them off, brought them to him. So he received them and fashioned with a graven tool and made a molten calf. Now what was it made of? Gold. So it's a golden calf. And what is the name of that golden calf? The name is actually Moloch. In other places, it's referred to as Baal, B-A-A-L. This is the start, probably even before then, but for sure, this is the start of the Moloch and Baal worshipers, or proof of it, I should say. So after you'd made this golden calf, they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. So Aaron, in my opinion, sinned really, really bad. When Aaron saw it, he built an altar. Now notice those words, built an altar. I'm about to show you that altar. Built an altar before it, and Aaron made proclamation and said, 
Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go, get thee down for the people, for they brought us out the land of Egypt, which have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way, and they have made in themselves a molten or a golden calf or Moloch and ball, and have worshipped it. Now, key words, worshipped is not just that they made it, that was already a sin, but then they worshipped it. Now, therefore, let me alone, God said, that my wrath may wax hot against them, that I may consume them. Now, one of the big questions is, we are not appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So a lot of the pre-tribbers want to say, oh, no, the wrath of God is the seven-year tribulation. Wrong. No, the wrath of God is the last 30 days or the last 100 days. Wrong. This is further confirmation. This is telling you the wrath of God. I'm talking about the ultimate final wrath of God is just this. It is hot and it consumes, consumes them. Malachi 4.3, I thought I had it here. I'll get to it. I'll, I'll get to it. Malachi 4.3 says there'll be ashes under the soles of their feet. So he goes on to say, Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, For mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from thy fierce wrath, this is Moses speaking to God, and repent of this evil against thy people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants, to whom thou swearest by thine own self, and saidest unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven. All this land have I spoken of will I give unto your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. Now, I want you to notice that, because this is God speaking to Moses, and he says, all of this land. Now, we already know the land of Canaan, the Hittites, the Perizzites, and all of that sort of stuff. But this is also speaking to Moses, meaning in another place, and I tried to look it up and I couldn't find it today, or I got distracted or something. But there's another scripture that says to Moses, every place the sole of his foot lands, he will give it to him. And I'm going to show you what that means here in just a second. Very interesting. Not too many people know about this. So in uh, Maurice Scholar's The Time of Grace Shall Be Extended vision, I'm skipping it, it takes 30 minutes to read through it, but let me just get to the point. He says, at that, this man stood up, meaning the beast. He was robed in black suit and had a long cape of crimson red that flowed behind him. He had gold epaulets on his shoulders that were built in his cape. He's very articulate, extremely haughty. As he spoke he back and forth in front of the courtroom with long strides and his nose in the air, he stared, started with the stipulation. Now, this is the point. Adam was given exactly 6,000 years to rule the earth. And he gave that that lease to me, and I own it. I have a right to rule over every man, woman, and child who are mine, who are mine. Not everyone, because everyone's washed in the blood. He can't rule over them, okay? That's the whole point of Jesus coming and dying on the cross. So Adam gave that lease to him, meaning the devil owns the earth and those people that are his that are not washed in the blood. He owns them. Now, let me go on and make a point here. And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. Moses turned and went down from the mountain. The two tables of the testimony were in his hand, and the tables were written on both sides, on one side, both sides, on the one side, and on the other, they were written. And the tables were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God, graven on the tables. When Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, and by the way, he was thinking, is this noise of war? No. They sing in here. In other words, they were worshiping Moloch. 
That's the big problem. And that's the problem that we face today. These people own and control the finances for, truth be known, probably going back to, I don't know, shortly after Adam and Eve. But these people worship a golden calf, and they believe in killing people. This is where the Bible says, do not let your sons or daughters pass through the fire. What they would do is they heated, they got this golden image of the calf. They got a big fire going. They heated up the hands of the calf so that they were white hot, and then they would put their innocent newborn children in the hands of this, and basically cooked them. And then they beat drums really, really loud so that the mom and dad would not hear the screams and cries of their newborn child. So that's how they worship their God. And they're still around today, and they still own and control and rule most of the world. That's what the White Hats or the Alliance, whatever you want to call them, are trying to remove these Moloch and Ball worshipers, the Khazari Moff, the international bankers, the deep state, again, whatever you want to call them. That's the big battle that's going on right now. Now let's go to the exec, uh, Exodus thirty-two nineteen, And it came to pass, as soon as he came nigh to the camp, he saw the calf. So it's a calf. It's a golden calf. Moloch and Ball worship. He saw them celebrating and dancing. He cast the tables out of his hand and break them. This is the problem. The bull of Wall Street gives them money and power, and they, they love it. This is their, their worship. And he took the calf, which they made. Now look what he does to the calf and what he does to the people. So he burnt the calf in fire, ground it to powder, and strotted upon the water, and made the children of Israel drink of it. I think that's very interesting because Malachi 4.3 said, that they shall tread down the wicked. This is Jesus when he returns upon the um, the last feast of trumpets for Armageddon. He will tread down the wicked, and they will be ashes under the soles of our feet. So that's the morning star when he blows with his that morning star, that light out of his mouth. He brandishes his sword as it hits the tares. They fall to the ground, a pile of ashes and bones. As it hits the sinner, as that hits the Christians, out of our belly flows rivers of living water. And I think it's very interesting that this is what he did to the calf here. He burnt the calf in fire and ground it to powder or you might say ashes. That's the he burned it with fire, the ashes, strotted upon the water, and made the children of Israel drink of it. So it's another picture of the morning star when Jesus returns for Armageddon. So let's go on. And he said, verse 30, 27, And he said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side, and go in and out from the gate, through gate, through the camp, and slay every one of them that worship that golden calf. In other words, these are not people that can be chained by putting in prison. The only way you get rid of them is exactly what Moses did. And the children of Israel, of Levi, did according to the word of Moses, and there fell among the people that day 3,000 men. 3,000 people worshipped Moloch and Baal. 3,000 were killed. Moses said, consecrate yourselves today. Now, now because they all worshipped him to a greater or lesser degree, they all allowed this to happen. There was sin on the whole camp. So now Moses has to remove that sin. Consecrate yourselves today to the Lord, even every man his son and his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. So Moses had to remove the sin from the rest of the camp because they allowed this to happen. Well, what about America? Are we allowing abortions? Are we allowing these kind of things? Are we allowing this 
drug cartels, are we allowing these things? Yes, we are. So to a certain degree, there's a little bit of blood on us all. Now, this is the altar. They believe this is the altar where the golden calf was put up. Now, I know you're probably looking at those big stones and saying, man, they couldn't move those big stones. Oh, yes, they could. Remember, these are the people that have just been building the pyramids. They've been building the whole cities. These They, they move giant stones like we move bricks. They're big, heavy objects, not a problem for them to move. They believe that this is the altar where the golden calf was on top of it. Now, why do we say that? Because not only uh, here you see Joel Richardson standing in front of it, but many people have actually taken this photograph. And what you see here are pictures of how cows used to look in ancient Egypt. This is a picture of them. And this is what they believe. These are, were on this particular altar. Now, I told you I'd say, explain to you about the soles of the feet. Well, we know that Abraham was told that God would give him every place the sole of his feet walked. We also know that Moses was told the same thing. Well, Ron Wyatt, when he was following these people through the desert, the children of Israel, and you may be saying, well, how could he follow them through the desert? Well, this is some three million men and their wives and their children and all of their oxmen, oxen and their sheep and everything. He says, and when you walk through the desert, people, you know, pottery breaks. Things break, and he says they don't pick it up and throw it in the trash. They just leave it behind. He said, actually, following some 3 million people, which he actually estimates to be somewhere in 6 or 7 million actual beating hearts, he said following them through the desert was actually pretty easy. And when we were walking, when we were showing us where Dathan and Byram's day, uh, a rebellion took place, uh, I found a, a whole bunch of what we uh, Ron said were... Um, um, sling stones is what he called it. Let's see. It was like, okay, he said the sling stone, <laughs> I don't want you to see this, but it was about this big, huge, maybe, maybe even bigger, maybe even bigger. But that rascal was heavy. If you imagine trying to get hit with a sling stone where they've thrown it and the slingshot thing, and they could hit, I mean, a bird's eye with this thing. Getting hit any place with that is devastating. Hit your arm, broken arm. Hit your head, dead. Probably even hit your torso. Probably kill you. Well, as he's walking around, he kept seeing this design on a lot of rocks. And he said it was every place. And he says, I kept wondering, what is that symbol? What is that symbol? He said, then he went into one of the little Arab towns there, and he asked him. And by the way, if you look carefully, he, what he saw is this design here. Okay, with these two little marks, same design. Every place it saw the same design. Then he said they, he kept seeing these three little marks beside it. Always the same sign. Finally, he asked somebody, what does this mean? He said, oh, well, those three marks are the ancient Hebrew word for the word soul. And what this is, is they were outlying or outlining the sandals that they were wearing. In other words, the children of Israel were marking this area as owned by Abraham and also by Moses and by the children of Israel. They're saying, this is our property. That's right, all down through what is probably most, if not all of Saudi Arabia, actually belongs to Israel. Interesting, huh? Now, let me summarize. 
So what it's really saying is that here very soon, when we come into the tribulation, at some point when the beast sets on the Ark of the Covenant, proclaims himself to be God, comes out with these new Ten Commandments, God is going to come out with the Ark of the Covenant and the real Ten Commandments and refute everything he does, and explain step by step, pound for pound, everything he does, God is going to meet him at this. We are in the last days, and it's time for us to get prepared to meet our God. Hey, this is Stan, and I am in front of the church. That is the new sign that you guys gave us, and I wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's Whataburger. That's our new sign. That is all lighted up. People pull through Whataburger, and they place the order here, and they have to look up at our sign. And this is my thank you to all of you. You gave us that sign. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 40 bucks, $800 value for $100. Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy is a deep dive into Bible prophecy. Miss the Mark is the book you give to people that you never want to take the mark of the beast. God's Warnings to America's 101 Modern Prophecies, everything from Dimitri Dudeman to rest of the most popular, the most credible prophets out there. Tribulation Secrets in Daniel is the book that you read to understand as a tribulation saint, what you need to know. And then how pre-trib one, you'll settle your question about the rapture. Now, you can get all five of these in a giant package. We offer them in shrink wrap sets, shrink wrap sets of 10 for the Understand Bible Prophecy. Miss the Mark is in shrink wrap sets of 10. God's Warning is shrink wrap sets of 10. Daniel is five. How pre-trib one is five. So it's a total of 40 books. Valued at $800, all for a gift of just $100 at prophecyclub.com. The good news is EMP Shield has devices the military testing facility says protect 100% against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges, backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. View simple video installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV. You can have electricity in a blackout. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card, and it helps your Prophecy Club. These days, emergency food is mostly sold out, but HeavensHarvest.com has all sorts of emergency supplies and food in stock. Their food comes in square stackable buckets, breakfast, entree, protein, fruits and vegetables, I recommend you have at least 12 months of food for each person in your family. Receive a free box of heirloom seeds when you enter the promo code STAN at HeavensHarvest.com. Promo code STAN. Terry Sock is a prophecy student, and he reads his King James Bible, and he believes in winning souls so much he is supporting the Prophecy Club so that we can win more souls. So if you want to support someone that loves prophecy and wants to win souls, I'm going to send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com where you can get all sorts of precious metals, gold, silver, rhodium, palladium, and things like that. cornerstoneassetmetals.com Click like, share, subscribe, and send to a friend.